0: I'm Glenn Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Timothy Harfield from Jasper, Georgia. And you're listening to a special Horse Husbands Only edition of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 23rd, episode 1458. I am a manly
0: man who lives a manly life in my manly house with my manly wife.
2: Now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode starring Timothy Harfield of HorseHubby.com and America's Horse Husband, Glenn the Geek. This one is for you guys. No horse women allowed.
0: Well, welcome everybody to the show this morning. It's good to have you here this Thursday morning and it's good to have you back, Timothy. It's been a while.
2: It feels like it's been a while, Glenn. Uh, very well, happy Rolex. to be back on the show. Well, yeah, absolutely. A lot has happened leading up to Rolex, and a lot has happened since. I know. Um, we tried. We were going to
0: do a show last month, and everything fell apart with everybody. So it was. we tried. We made an attempt. As
2: horse husbands, we, we balance a lot of things. We do a lot of things. We have multiple lives, and sometimes those lives conflict. But uh, uh, very glad to be on the show and very glad to be joined by some excellent guests today as well.
0: Well, we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to do a roundtable discussion. I love
2: this new format.
0: Well, yeah, no, we're going to try and do that every week, uh, or every month when we get together. We'll do a round table. You and I will chat a little bit and get any of the business out of the way. And then we'll get a couple of people to join us and we'll throw some questions out there and we'll just have a, a, a bunch of horse husbands sitting around chatting. So that's what we're going to do for you today. We have, we have an old favorite to the show, Brian Rutledge, Colleen Rutledge's uh, husband's going to be here again and also rich muller i love brian we, we actually met with
2: brian uh at rolex we were able to connect with him at that time as well he's always a hoot
0: yes and you know who's who's uh is it a husband or boyfriend it's husband right uh we're gonna have to get jenny autry's husband back he was a hoot he was funny uh, he was he joined us at rolex as, as he well was awesome yeah and then rich muller is going to be here and he he has a he has a double whammy his wife has been an inventor for years and years and years and his daughter is also a serious inventor who's probably competed against your wife at times kayla M- uh, muller who's been in I'm the sure. studio here before so he's going to join us and uh, that should provide a different perspective as well Uh, Also, uh, I have to congratulate you, Elisa Wallace, named on the, what is it, the official team list? What's that called?
2: Right. So uh, we're really excited. uh, an announcement was made yesterday. Elisa has been uh, nominated as an alternate for the U.S. Olympic eventing team. How cool is that? So it is so fantastic. So. It means a lot of different things, not the least of which is the fact that she's on the USCF uh, high-performance training list, uh, the international list, which means – and this is all sort of based on my understanding. I'm, apologies to anybody if, if I'm wrong. I'm just a horse hubby after all. Um, but she she will be training uh, seriously with David O'Connor. Of course, continue to train with her, her coach, Karen O'Connor. Um, she'll be heading up to Great Meadows in a week to train with the rest of the folks who are on that list. Uh supporting, That's in Virginia, right? It is in Virginia, right? So uh gaining from, from the wisdom of that team uh and supporting uh the folks who are going to be sent to Brazil to represent the, the country. So very, very exciting news uh in our house. I
0: bet. You know, just to 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 make even the, the alternate is uh is quite a feat considering how many of the eventor, eventers there are in the country.
2: Yeah, she's only like what top 12 in the country
0: well that's terrific and now that that means as an alternate now she's not a traveling alternate right uh she's
2: on not the, on this list Okay. The, the, this list is interesting right so this is uh, a a nomination list other country every country does it differently uh germany has named a series of squads uh on their list other countries are just naming long lists the us has named its has nominated a team and a series of alternates. But the final decision of who is on the team doesn't end up being made until uh, uh, July 17th. That's the date at which uh, any changes to that team, to that roster become impossible. So right now they've selected the shortlist, so to speak. Uh, there's likely to be little change in that top. And everybody goes
0: to camp before the sh- before the decision day?
2: Yeah, this uh, at Great Meadows. It's it is uh, the mandatory outing, and everybody continues to work together. I get to
0: go to summer camp.
2: Yeah, and I don't get to go. I don't think <laughs> you
0: don't get to go to summer camp and watch.
2: I don't think so. I think I could. She's yeah, gonna
0: need a groom. That's what you're uh, for, right? I mean, that's that's your. Job. I wouldn't.
2: I I wouldn't. I'd like to be that guy. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust me as that guy. I don't know how to braid. <laughs> What else? Come do on, Timothy. Do? You could well. They brush grooms a lot, like right? brush tails. Uh, yeah. Grooms. Yeah. I'm not doing grooms nearly justice. No, grooms, you're not actually. You're. You're, no, actually, I don't you're see... actually insulting them. The fact that I have absolutely no idea <laughs> what, a what a groom does, does, does <laughs> is like sign enough that I really should not. <laughs> it's probably be, a good reason to not to go, <laughs> Timothy. No, no. My my job is to. Okay, so from, so from besides, from a,
0: wouldn't you just be in a
2: distraction? Aren't we just
0: distractions at that point?
2: Well, I'm so damn sexy. Like that's that's the. That isn't
0: quite point. what I meant, but you can go with that if you want.
2: Well, that that's that's, I don't know. I
0: meant annoying, actually, is what I kind of meant. But
2: and if- by annoying, you mean sexy. <laughs> like that's what that's what I'm hearing. No, no. From from day one, what Elisa has told me is that the big, the most important thing that I can do to support her at a Reddit horse show, shut up, is is to be happy. <laughs> okay. Be- because as long as I'm happy, to be there to do. Doing whatever I'm doing, it means she doesn't have to worry about me. And well, so yeah,
0: they hate when the they do hate when the uh, significant others and husbands or whatever are whiny at horse shows. That that's just uh, you're going to lose all kinds of points if you're whiny.
2: No, you know you have to accept the fact that if you're a horse husband at a horse show, your job is not is is to not be offended when your wife pays absolutely no attention. To you. <laughs> exactly,
0: <laughs> you have to be able to to entertain yourself,
2: but you have to be there. That's right. Which is a sign that you're important. You play an important role. They want you there. They love you and they want your support. But when you get there, expect to basically not talk to them the whole time.
0: That's right. Look happy when they're happy. Look sad when they're sad. And then you're good.
2: You're Absolutely. Good. That, that's, that's your job.
0: That's the rules right there. Yep. Happy, happy, sad, sad. That'll get you by. That'll get you through the <laughs> <Exactly>. day. <laughs> so now, you, speaking of jobs, you, uh, you got a new one since I talked to you last. Now, you used to work for a college. Uh, what are you doing now?
2: Right. So I used to work for Georgia State University. I live up in Jasper, Georgia, which meant that I was commuting in uh, to work two hours there, two hours back every day. You
0: had that Route 75 nightmare drive.
2: Yeah, terrible. Atlanta drivers, Atlanta traffic. It's it's the worst. It's uh, uh, to quote The Simpsons, it's the blurst of times. Um, So it it is terrible. Um, What this new position has done. So my new position allows me to work from home. Uh, I'm working for a large. Yeah, so that's the real win here. Uh, Georgia State University do amazing stuff uh, for uh, student success nationwide. Uh, they're an exemplar in terms of what they're doing. was really happy to be there. Um, but the commute was soul-crushing. So right now, I am currently working for a large educational technology company called Blackboard. Uh, and I'm focusing on their learning analytics products. As, um,
0: well, that's more what you, you have your doctorate in anyway, isn't it?
2: it no, I, my doctorate is in philosophy. Okay, so this is the oh, connection. Oh, yeah, I forgot but that. This is the connection <laughs> between, between my doctorate. Okay, this is where all oh, of my Ellen, you got that
0: officially since we talked last.
2: What? Well, did you graduate? Uh, oh, yeah, no, I didn't graduate. I got to, like, wear the robes and stuff and look all goofy. Um, uh, but I, I've had my doctorate for a I while. I thought
0: so. I thought, why am I seeing you in robes? Were you just there for the graduating class or what?
2: you well, you do that for the parents right you got to walk the aisle you got to put oh, on Oh you got g- your doctor before you just never did the
0: graduation god at
2: least you did the graduation that kind oh, of thing so but where are all of my different lives combined so as a philosopher yeah as a horse hubby and now as a I didn't sort of finish the rest of the story which is Sorry. the fact that I I'm, I'm a marketer I'm marketing the product I'm a full-time sort of product uh uh marketing
0: welcome to my world timothy <laughs>
2: Right. So between philosophy, being a horse hubby, and being a marketer, I'm just shoveling crap all day long.
0: There you go. I was just going to say, welcome to my world, so, Timothy.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, in, in all seriousness, what this does is it allows me to spend more time with, uh, with my family and more time like, with the What are you going to do
0: with that extra four hours a day? You're not driving in a car.
2: You mean in addition to horsehubby.com and the, uh, and the podcast?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and in addition to not—well, you're going to be loaded with all that money. You're not spending on gas anymore.
2: Well, well, there, there's that, right? Uh, let's, not, let's not forget, for our listeners who don't also follow my wife, you'll watch the, um, uh, we, we do the weekly vlogs, uh, video blogs, and there's a, an, a Rolex video blog in which you can witness me destroying my car. So, uh, while at Rolex, long story short, I was trying to get something to Elisa, uh, limited amount of time, didn't make it, uh, had an accident. My vehicle is totally destroyed, and so uh, I have a new car, which is good. It's less less good on gas, which is bad, but I'm not driving it ever because I work from home. So that's good. So, you know, it's a win-win situation. Um, yeah, we, uh, by I, the
0: way, take it from a guy who's worked at home for a long time. You don't put many miles on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you don't. On on your vehicle, uh, ho- I'm I'm hoping actually to put a few more miles on my feet. Yeah. I'm hoping to walk around a little you bit more. You do have to feel-
0: force yourself to leave the house every once in a while. Just
2: <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be hard. But leave the barn, but you know, spare time and all that kind of thing. I'm I'm looking forward to and I actually I have been uh, doing a lot more work uh, in terms of video production for Elisa, working with her on on sort of the marketing side of that uh, business, especially as uh, with the attention that she's received as a result of the Olympic um, uh, nomination. So uh, I can just – I basically, long story short, I can do something that I love, have my soul sucked less, and, and be a better horse hubby, which is sort of what this podcast is about.
0: Well, speaking of which, you've been home more, so you've been cleaning stalls with your new Equity Shake and Fork and Flex and Fork? Dude,
2: those things are great. Did, okay, Now, you had not used them before, right? No! Okay. okay, so, so okay, a couple of things. So, uh, it's it's really easy to have with the Shake and Fork, the sort of... Okay, so, backtrack. So, what are these things? Flex and Fork, Shake and Fork, both of these things are made out of, like, Top quality materials—they're far less likely to break compared to other, other. Uh, 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 what do you call them? The cheap manure corks. forks.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the cheapies. Manure forks.
2: To, Yeah. State. Right. So they don't break nearly as often. High quality materials. They—they they have a handle that's sort of ergonomic, so it fits better into the palm of your hand. You know, I love it. So high quality, well designed. Um, but then there's the, the the little things, right? So you have uh, two different sort of widths of fork yeah. so if you have big shavings versus sort of more fine shavings you can sort of pick and choose the um uh, the size of fork that you have which is ideal you also have the and fork which is sort of like the high quality dumb fork and then you have the one with the trigger and the one that i'm with the trigger is the one that i'm super stoked about because not only do you have a trick, it's not just an on and off it's like pressure sensitive so depending on how much you uh, how much pressure you apply, you have a lot of control over the extent to which the fork shakes, dumps the manure out. So it ends up being becoming less of a uh, of a sort of a manual, uh, uh, process and more of like an art, more of like a skill that you apply to uh, gently coaxing. It's almost like uh, a video game,
0: right? It, it's a, almost like uh, learning a video game when you first get the shaken fork. It,
2: it is not like a video game. It is a video game. Yeah. It is. It's
0: a poopy video so game. but it- <laughs> <in
2: itself>. And <laughs> but it's- the unfortunate thing is, and I apologize to my, my dogs. Um, I put these things together and I wanted to know what they thought of them. And so I like took the, the shaken fork and I like approached my chihuahua pocket with this thing. And she looked at me like, do you know the story of Isaac and Abraham? You know, Abraham sacrifices son Isaac. It's like a Bible thing. Yes. Yes. So, so Pocket looked at me like Isaac Shirley would have looked at Abraham. She's like, I trust you. I trust I trust you with this thing, but I'm terrified. Um, she didn't know what to make of it. And Elisa sort of chastised me for like... Scaring going the
0: dog at, to death?
2: <laughs> for for, for go, going at my dogs with, with the shaken fork. So... Um, uh, in conclusion, let me like wrap up this like random meandering set of stories with this. Shaking fork, great for poop. Don't harass your dogs with
0: it. <laughs> Not so good for dogs, <laughs> especially little dogs like you have. Especially little dogs
2: <laughs> like Pocket. You know? Yeah.
0: Pocket weighs about a pound. The poop weighs the poop good on thing. the fork weighs more than Pocket does.
2: Is <laughs> more than Pocket, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, these are great. You know, but I, I, I love. Them.
0: Well, good. I'm glad, and you know what? They'll last you for years. We, you know, we're on five years with our Shaken Fork, uh, and in the battery lasts a long time too. Uh, you know, unless you're cleaning about ten stalls a day, you're going to go a week without having to plug the thing in. Uh, You know, we clean two stalls a day, so I plug it in about once a month is (laughs) is how often I plug ours in. And you'll find them at shakeandfork.com. That's S-H-A-K-E-N fork.com. Shakeandfork.com is where you find them. Uh, Go check them out. Uh, They have all kinds of deals going on right now uh, as far as getting them shipped and that kind of thing. So uh, go over there, take a look at the options you're going to find. They're maybe a little more expensive than you're used to playing for the cheap ones, but they're going to last you five, Five times longer so if you average that out it's going to be the same price and you're going to be much happier with it because it's just a better quality manure fork and you know what if you have a lot of horses you spend a lot of time with your manure fork you might as well have one you like it's sort of like it's sort of like dating You spend a lot of time with them you might as well have one you like well, now, Timothy, we're going to start our first roundtable portion of the show. And uh, we're we're starting it with an old friend has been on the show a number of times, including last uh, when we were at Rolex. Uh, Colleen Rutledge's husband, Brian Rutledge, is here today. Hi, Brian. Hi, how are you? Good. I'm glad you're joining us for our first roundtable. We appreciate it. It's always fun. So now, how are things with you? Uh
3: they're good. They're good. Colleen's getting, um, over some, she had a couple of surgeries done. So she's getting over that, just getting back into the saddle. So it's been a pretty slow time, right, right, right now with us. Usually Colleen is heavy in riding and, and competing in all the local events because we're in the big area too. But, um, yeah, she's had surgery. She's just recovering and she just got back in the saddle last week. So things are Things are starting to get back to normal a little bit.
0: <laughs> well, now, I assume that the entire time she was out, you were in charge of keeping her horses fit and training. Oh, you assume wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't out there riding 12 horses every day, Brian? Oh,
3: no, not me. No, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> that would I, that would be on her mother and my oldest daughter and um, and her groom, Alex, so... That, yeah.
0: that would be crazy to let me do it. Yeah, just like me too. And Timothy, I don't think he's volunteering for riding any Mustangs anytime soon either. Uh, are you, Timothy? nope (laughs) next up joining the parade party tonight is rich muller uh he you would know him as the father of kayla muller who's been actually on this show with us before in the studio when she's been down in florida she's come over and visit and mogie is his wife and she is an auditor and and has been competing for a long time right rich
4: that's correct, yeah. And she's also a small R uh, uh cross country course designer. As
0: oh well. wow. So now mogi has uh, you know, been in so eventing she, all along or has she done jumping and dressage? What what's her story?
4: No, basically eventing. Actually we met when we were kids in pony club. Uh a number of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, she she was ten, I was twelve. And um you know, it went on from there and then we married separate people and then got back together. So, um, so yeah, she's been inventing basically her whole life. Um, she's kind of venturing into, to dressage right now. And, um, with, with one horse that she has on the farm and, you know, we, we've got a nice place out here on the Delmarva peninsula, the Eastern shore of Maryland. And, um, that's what we're doing. So and my daughter Kayla has her own place a little bit north of us. So
0: and Kayla's an adventurer so, also.
4: That's correct. Yep, yep. And venturing into the jumping, uh, into jumpers and whatnot. Unfortunately, broke her uh, her fibula um, at the end of her time down there in Florida, and so she's recovering now. Basically, doing well now. Uh, back on horses and whatnot. So, so she's doing well.
0: Yeah, she had her foot in a boot the same time my co-host Jamie had her foot in a the boot. They were comparing boot okay. stories uh, there for a while.
4: Okay. <laughs> so okay. The,
0: Now, so, Rich, yeah. you said you were in Pony Club.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I actually invented up until until Kayla got to the age where she started venting at the, the you know, training at above and then I kind of got pushed out of the scene.
0: Funny so. how that works. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah. So I, I've kind of been the behind-the-scenes person most of the time. I, I've actually referred to myself, and I didn't in the email I sent to you uh, that I'm, I'm Mr. Mogi. <laughs> nobody knows who I am. I'm the guy that's kind of walking along with Mogi most well, of the time. Well, that's
0: why when I introduce all of us, I always introduce us as uh, Colleen's husband and Mogi's husband yeah. because they don't know who we are, but they know who our wives are. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, and it's Timothy true. doesn't even have the same last name. So you you've really got it bad,
2: <laughs> Timothy. No, I'm just the mar- I'm just the marketing guy, <laughs> <laughs> the videographer. <laughs> but you know, Glenn and Rich. Like, the more episodes of this show I do, and the more horse husbands I get to, to talk to, the more I realize what a cool thing Pony Club is oh, and yeah. was, and how many like guys met their gals in some way, shape, or form related to Pony Club. Now, uh, it's, It just sounds amazing.
0: Rich, what he's trying to ask is the ratio is about 30 to 1 in Pony Club, 30 girls to every one guy. So did you just have all the girlfriends you wanted?
4: I, I did at one point in time. See? My dad <laughs> if I had it to, to, to do over again, to... I would do that. Yeah, my dad used to refer to me as the rooster in the chicken
2: coop. <laughs> Um,
4: okay so if you're the only guy
2: in pony club or if you're one of like two or three you're like you're your minority there
4: there there is three of us in pony club
2: (laughs) is is it is it better Um, to be like the awesome uh horseman that all the girls want to be like or is it better to be like the incompetent broken bird that all the girls want to take care of
4: well strategy yeah, I tried to be the awesome guy, but the, the incompetent, at one point in time, I had a girlfriend, and then I had like five other girls helping me at the same time, a long time ago. And this was back in the 70s. So, <laughs> so it was. In the uh, horse uh, world, I and, don't think and, things change much. No. <laughs> they don't. They don't. And then the stupid things was when I turned 18, I decided that I wanted to go chase girls and left all the horse world for eight years. Big mistake. So,
0: and you ended up back in the yeah, horse world. Isn't a,
4: that funny? <laughs> that was a big mistake. Yeah. Well, I never really left it. My parents had, um, they raised racehorses and um, bred racehorses in California. And so I always had horses around. And I, I, you know, was always doing horse things. But, you know, I didn't, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a phase. <laughs> so.
0: All right guys, well I got a first question. I'm going to make the first question easy for you and then we'll get a little more philosophical down the line. Uh are there we'll start with Brian. Are there certain chores around the barn that you actually enjoy and what's the one that you dread the most?
3: Um that I actually enjoy? Yeah, are there uh,
0: barn chores that you enjoy and then one the one you dread the most.
3: Um I actually like being on the equipment, like putting in the hay bales and and cutting cutting grass and stuff like that. The equipment, the lazy, the lazy thing, the one I dislike the most is the weeding, which I'm weeding like the whole barn, the whole farm,
0: what, myself what, by hand, like pulling uh, them one out one at a time. Oh, what no, you, no, 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 <laughs> with, with, with the weed eater? Oh, the weed eater, you're, you it's mean... still, uh, it's a lot. Weed yeah. whacking, yes.
3: Weed whacking, yes. yeah. Weed whacking, yeah. That one, I mean, that one. I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm not. I'm not um, Timothy or anything. So. My back isn't what it used to be, um, so yeah, that'd be the the one I I dislike the most.
0: That's because there's miles yeah. of frickin' fence and they all need weed whacked.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And we're putting more up, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so
0: you know, I finally but yeah, that's, that's
3: that's probably it for me.
0: When we had our big farm, I finally got sick of weed whacking, and I said, "We're taking all the horses off the fields for a couple day, and I sprayed those. I sprayed along all the fence lines, and I didn't weed whack." the entire rest of the year, and I don't care if you send me e- emails about how envirom- environmentally unfriendly <laughs> that was. I don't care. <sighs> I didn't have any weeds yeah. along the fence. No grass along the fence. It was well, beautiful.
3: We have too many horses to pull
4: horses off the field. <sighs> um, so.
2: Well, I was going to ask that, Brian. Like, as far as cost-effective and being time-effective and using your time wisely and this kind of thing, does it make more sense? Because you know, your wife is an elite rider who has more than one pony out in the back pasture, right? That's, it, does, yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. It it makes <laughs> sense. Like what it, it it would not make sense for you to sort of give up the farm and just uh pay for stabling. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Oh my God, no.
0: No, it wouldn't. No.
2: Um uh that would I mean
3: mm, I'm thinking how many horses we have and about and ponies? Yeah, no, that, that would never work.
2: Well I have um, a, How about paying a guy? How about paying a paying a weed guy? Yeah, you can, exactly. can you pay a weed guy? Does well, that work? Yeah,
3: you know what? Um that's what that's what the husband's for.
2: <laughs> oh no, old. the husband oh, is not law <laughs> You know. I have a, I have a we weed.
0: Have the, the farm what's that? I have a weed whacker story for you. This to Think about this next time you're out weed whacking those fence lines, okay? Um, so I'm out weed whacking the fence line at our farm. It was about 100 acres, and so we had a lot of weed whacking to do. Uh, and this one actually was right near the chicken coop. So I'm out weed whacking, and the weeds had gotten pretty tall, maybe a foot and a half. So I'm weed whacking, weed whacking, and all of a sudden, I weed whack right, and then when I after, after the weeds part, They're looking at me not happy is a copperhead, which uh, are are prevalent in Pennsylvania and very, very poisonous. And he is not happy. So I had a choice. Now, I was using the blade. That's how heavy the weeds were. You know how you can put the blade on the weed whacker? Um, I was using the blade, and I had about five seconds to decide what my next course was going to be because he was (laughs) pissed. I had just gone over top of his head. And of course, yeah. I did what I had to do. I took the blade and I cut that sucker into pieces. Um, <laughs> but what was I going to do? It was a copperhead staring at me, about ready to not make my That's day right. very unpleasant. But so think about that next yeah. time you're weed whacking, okay?
3: Oh, I got attacked. Um, last year I got attacked. I was weeding and I got attacked by um, probably 20 bees. They attacked me. I, you know, they were the bees like are in the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I got attacked by them. And then uh, I was, I didn't you know what was going bees. on because you know. Uh, bumblebees.
4: I got that last year too.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, Rich. I had. I've, I've got. I got attacked. I've got stung about twenty times. So,
0: Rich, yeah. how are you with weed whacking?
4: Uh, I think Brian and I are in the same boat.
0: <laughs> you have to do the weed whacking.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, we were going to hire somebody, but I couldn't find anybody.
0: Yeah, no, because nobody wants don't, that don't. crappy job. That's. Why.
4: I know, and I don't <laughs> want to go down that, uh, the, the racial profiling road and say, I was looking for, for some help
2: and I can't find any out here. <laughs> how much would it, would it, how much is it worth to you to hire someone to whack your weeds? Is that, does it worth, like, how, how much, how much money are you willing to spend on a weed whacker? One who whacks uh, weeds, like weeds, uh, $150 a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
4: What? You know, yeah. for, for you all live those in the of Eastern you.
0: Shore of Maryland, there's Absolutely. a job for you. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'll come down. Man, it's, $150 it's... a day. That's more than I was going to say. Where you at, Moody? I, yeah. I, where, where are you at? <laughs> I'm
0: sorry.
2: I'll come down. <laughs> it's not, it sounds like we have a business opportunity here. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you notice yeah. Timothy's yeah. not well, saying I, a I, word I was about doing weed whacking?
2: Good except for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was
4: doing pretty good except for my knee. I'm gonna. I actually have to have my knee replaced uh, next month. So I was hobbling around doing it yesterday. Uh, the other, you know, on Sunday, and and Moby's like, "Don't sit down." <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Timothy. I noticed you're not saying a word about weed whacking. Does that mean yours are just uh, ten feet tall?
2: Uh, I don't do that. I'm okay. So, uh, moment of honesty. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot around here.
0: <laughs> I I I,
2: I, I work. <laughs> it, it's a it's it's. I wouldn't say that it's cushy. I also wouldn't say that I get out much. You know. Uh, uh. But no, we we have we have um uh the the fortunate thing about our arrangement is that Elisa has a long time sponsor or patron who basically owns the property, who cares for the property, and so Elisa manages it and I live here uh, and I do my business out of, out of here. Most of the work that I do around the farm either involves supporting Elisa on sort of the marketing media and promotion side of things or is, is voluntary and the voluntary stuff that I like to do uh, is kind of, the stuff that I like to do is also the stuff that I like hate to do. And this is the difference. I like to do the bar work, you know, Pick stalls, change water. Uh, I tend not to touch the hay because I'm deathly allergic. That kind of stuff, but like <laughs> I, that stuff is like is fine if I'm hanging up if I'm hanging out with my wife. If my wife is in the barn and I'm in the barn and we're hanging out, that's fantastic. The minute she leaves <laughs> and is going somewhere else, and all of a sudden I see the I feel the weight and burden of responsibility for her horses. I hate that stuff because I feel like. At any minute, all of our horses are going to drop dead, and it's going to be my fault. So that's that's sort of the, the weight of responsibility is what makes everything different. The one exception to that rule is, um, uh, uh, what do you call? it? Okay, so I'm just an ignorant jerk. Uh, when when you, I'm just going to describe the process, and you'll you'll tell me what it is. When you hook the chains to the back of a truck and you run it around the arena,
0: oh, drag when you drag the arena. Yes,
2: I love that. <laughs> That's fun. You do, it's, you do it with a truck. it. What's that? You do it with a truck. We actually do it with a high jet, which is like a like a Japanese mini little tow truck thing. So
3: oh, okay, <laughs> I was like, we do it yeah. with a tractor. So uh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think Elisa would trust me with a tractor or like any. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm Dudes, I'm such like a city boy. <laughs> what 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 one of these days I'm gonna actually start even pretending I, I to you know anything about this we stuff? We need to but... give him lessons. We... <laughs> hey, I, yeah. could, I could
3: tell a, I could tell a pretty bad story about I was on the cat, the uh, uh the Bobcat um and I I could tell you a pretty good story about that that I almost messed up on.
0: All right, well well we're barn, up for so. stories. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well we're
3: our, one of our fields, I mean, I always put in, the, I always put in the round bales and everything at the top of the hill. Um, so I, I went in and it was pretty nasty. It was muddy and I went down and I got stuck and the hill. I couldn't get up the hill after I had dropped the round bale. So I ended up having to back all the way down this hill, huge hill, um, and it's, like, something that usually takes me five minutes to put the ground bells in, and it'll take me an hour and a half because I got stuck, and I had to drive all the way to the bottom of the hill, go out the bottom gate, and come up around. And, and this is this is like a 20-acre a field, so, at the bottom of the hill. And I almost flipped it, so. It oh, was, did you? No, I didn't. No. I got lucky, and I did. But does it have a I, I roll bar? Does sure that, I,
0: that has a roll bar in it, right? Yes,
3: it does. Yeah. yeah, that's a roll bar, and actually... I usually don't uh, buckle the seatbelt, but yeah, when that, that happened and when I started sliding and everything, yeah, I I, I had to buckle.
0: So I have uh, I've,
3: I've had lots of adventures.
0: I have a funny story for you. We had an Oliver seven seventy, which is a big tractor. That's a good sized tractor, and uh, with the great big huge tires that are six feet tall. So <laughs> right, they had my my brother in law had it out, and we were doing some work in the back field. I think we were hauling logs or something in the woods. And he actually got the thing stuck between two trees. He tried to drive between two trees and was going at a pretty good clip and got between two trees, but the tires got so far in and that was it. He couldn't back up. He couldn't go forward. We actually had to cut the trees down to get the tractor out. (laughs) Do
2: you have uh, video or a picture of this? No, that was
0: a long time ago. We had to cut one of the trees down. That is
2: amazing. (laughs) See, if that were to happen these days instead of back in the olden times. Yes. You know,
4: that
0: would be all over
2: Instagram. <laughs> yep. Got be viral.
0: <laughs> that's right. Well, then you have, when you're cutting a tree down, that's t- When the tractor tire is right next to the tree, the hard part is not getting the chainsaw into the tire. So, yeah, so that was, absolutely. that was tricky to all these little things. You don't think about that. You actually have to do them. Yeah. That was fun. Rich. Do you have any terrible stories of stupid things you've done? We like stupid things stories.
4: Uh, I've done way too many stupid things. <laughs> Give us one. Give I, us one. I, I, I... Oh, God. <laughs> you guys put me on the spot. Okay, the most stupid thing I've done around the farm here since I've been here, was um, wife down in Aiken, and I decided to put a guard, a raised bed garden in for her. And I put it in, and the, the wellhead was right in front of where the tractor was parked. Oh no! And I think I had one too many beers at the time, and I bumped up against something, and instead of backing up, I pushed forward on the tractor and broke the well head off. Did it go? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! No, no, actually, it it, it was the regular well head. It's just the PVC pipe that came out with the electrical conduit and uh-huh. whatnot. Uh-huh. So I just broke it off, but it just made me feel like uh, like a total idiot, you know that I, uh, that's my biggest fear broke this thing. yeah, it is fear, and so I ran yeah, I ran to the local irrigation place and got another uh length of six feet hose, which I had to or uh, six feet uh, six inch p v c and I'd buy ten feet of it and and cut off two feet of it and patch the thing up so that nobody knew. <laughs> Did you ever tell her? Uh, yeah, I sent her pictures.
2: <laughs> 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 That's the thing. Us horse, we, we, we do something silly. We feel guilty and we cover it up. And then we yeah. tell the story. Yeah, because we so, have to. <laughs> you know,
4: so they'll figure it out sometimes. So.
0: <laughs> I, I had a habit but, of putting um, the equipment down behind the tree the truck or tractor. To, I don't know why I was really stupid, but the one day I, I have run over both the weed whacker, which was about a $300 weed whacker. I ran over the weed whacker and the chainsaw <coughs> with the truck. Uh, by the uh, way, weed whackers and chainsaws do not like being run over by trucks. I'm just saying.
4: That's, yeah, no, to no. <laughs> do motorbikes. Oh, you've I done that. <laughs> that in, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's another stupid story. Back in, um, up at Rebecca farms in, in Montana. There's a thunderstorm coming in, really heavy thunderstorm, and everybody's moving everything around on a horse trailer and broke the front forks on Mogey's little Honda 70 that she had for cruising around the horse shows. So,
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we've
2: all done yeah, that. Them,
0: stuff. Except for Timothy, yeah, who apparently a, never leaves the house.
2: Uh, well, it's a $400 <laughs> mistake. <so. laughs> Speaking of silly mistakes, the most recent post of horsehobby.com sort of documents... An egregious error on my part involving uh, a dog with diarrhea, my attempt to resolve the issue with a white towel towel. and thinking that it was a great idea. So, so, okay. so long story short. Well, first of all, everybody should read this story because it's on horsehobby.com. But the, lo- the, the, the the short version of it is Elisa watched me as I approached these two mounds of doggy diarrhea with this white towel. She said, no, no, don't do that. I'll do that. I know how to do it. You have no idea. This is wrong. And I but I knew better. I proudly walked up to both piles of poo knowing that I, what I was doing was better than anything that she had suggested and that I would prove her wrong. Applying this white towel to these things, bundling them up, running into the bathroom, turning on a hot shower. You emptied them in the shower? And spraying hot, steaming water <laughs> all over these steaming piles of dog poo. You know, I I weaponized this stuff. <laughs> It, huge, but but like, but I didn't just stop because I was sure that what I was doing was right, and even if I was wrong, I was committed to it. So I'm sitting in the bath. Elisa's watching me, with like shaking her head in disbelief. She she warned me, like she did. I'm spraying it with these hot water. I'm gagging, trying desperately not to vomit over and over and over again and i'm trying to clean it in the end you know i was seeing no success because like dog diarrhea doesn't just come off a towel like nothing it's pretty persistent it's more likely to go airborne than it is to go down the drain and so in the end i had to i gave up i picked up a garbage bag and i put this wet towel in the garbage bag and then i put the garbage bag in a garbage bag and then I put that in a garbage bag and I sealed it up and I put it at the bottom of the stairs and I put it in the barn and honestly okay this is the part that I didn't talk about in the, in the story I stared at this garbage bag every day for a week and a half <laughs> hoping that someone i.e. my wife would come to the garbage bag and get rid of it for me I did not have I didn't want to go near it or touch it finally I had to like <laughs> dispose of it but you know
0: you realize towels are like four bucks right? Okay, so, so why did I pick the white one? Oh, why didn't you just throw the whole thing away? I don't even care what color it is. Why did Why did I
2: pick the white one? Why did I try to salvage it?
0: <laughs> and why did you try and salvage
2: it in the tub? We live in, We live above a barn. We have wash racks that deal with sh- with poop yeah, all day long. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. Why didn't I cart this thing at least downstairs to one of the... <laughs> no, I took it into the shower. <laughs> where people bathe and clean themselves. And this is not just regular dog poop either, Glenn. This is sick poop. Uh, We hope not. everybody's
0: had their breakfast so far this morning. We're just saying.
2: Right. Everybody, you're welcome.
0: And I'm sorry. (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. Uh, Timothy, you have so much to learn, which leads me to my next question, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Which leads me to my next question. I believe, and I'm going to write the book someday, and I haven't written it yet on horse husbands because I've been 30 years at this, and I know Rich. How long have you been?
4: Um, all my life. Yeah,
0: right, exactly. Uh,
4: so, yeah, I raised with horses, and and yeah,
0: so, yeah, so. and you've been and, married for a long time. So now there's yeah, stages. Years, yeah. There's stages that you go through as a as a new horse husband because I married into it. Timothy married into it. Brian, you married into it too, right? Yeah, yep. I did. Yep. So the stages you go through and one of the early stages you go through right after you get over the shocked. I don't know what the hell's going on here stage. And then you go through the stage of, oh, I'm not sure I want to continue doing this. And then you get to the helpful stage where you, your suggestions about everything that happens in the barn has to be better than hers, who has been doing it her entire life. And pretty much they at that point just pat you on the head and tell you go out and play in the street. Um, did you go through the helpful stage? I know I went through the helpful stage, and unfortunately, I went through it for too long, and I uh, I learned the hard way about the helpful stage that I really wasn't being helpful.
2: Um,
0: Timothy's still in that stage, apparently. So uh,
2: the, the we, helpful stage is not a stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I'm lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I I am helpful and, and no one has told me otherwise, so I'm going to continue, <laughs> stay the course, and and I like the head pats. The head pats are nice.
0: <laughs> am I the only one, Brian? Rich going through mm, head, went through? No, head.
3: You're, no, You're not the only one. Uh, I, I I try to be helpful, but it it's basically mm-hmm, sure okay. And they do it. She does it a different way. So why don't you do it this way? Okay. Yeah, good idea. And I come back, and it's done a different way than done her way.
0: So. Well, and I have to admit that most of the time she's right. Uh, I do have to admit that. Rich, you're not saying a word here. Are you trying to stay married or I, what?
4: Yeah. Well, no, I was just, just waiting. Um, I think I've gone backwards to that <laughs> analogy. I think I started out very helpful and then was pushed out, and then now I'm in the, the pat-on-the-head stage. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Actually, Modi's birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and we had um, our truck was having problems. The transmission was slipping, and I said, "Well, honey, I can stay home and it's your birthday, and spend the day with you. Do you want me to spend the day with you?" She said, "No." She said, "No. Go to your work and fix the damn truck." <laughs> <laughs> so, so because I had this idea of trying something. Uh, It's going to be, most of you people would take your truck in, and they say you need a new transmission. And I've done some research and everything. I am an auto technician, so I can actually work on things. And did some research, and so for $500, I fixed her truck. So, So she gave me a pat on the head. Thank you. Instead of spending five thousand dollars on new transmission for the
2: truck, that so. sounds like it deserved more than a pat on the head.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a, a big pat. It's a well, big pat. She, Well
4: done, sir. Happy. We 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 We're are very proud. Happy. I that need a sound
0: effect for, for that. that. Absolutely. because <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: because uh, we drove the transmission the truck uh, the week before, and the transmission was slipping and bucking, and I had no idea because I hadn't driven the truck for a long time. It's like, okay, we need to fix this
0: thing. <laughs> Brian, you work on oh, stuff, wants- right? You do repairs and things. Me? Yeah. No, oh, no, 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 no. No, I don't need No No,
3: no, uh, no. No. Mm-hmm. I, I, I empty my wallet fixing things. <laughs> I, I don't
0: know. Rich, you're, you are definitely the minority in this particular group because none of us could repair a transmission. Okay, and I'm, I'm speaking sorry. for Timothy too, who doesn't even know how to pick up
4: dog poop. So
2: I think I would attempt it. I think I would attempt it. I would do the research the on the internet and used, find a better way.
4: <laughs> I think I would use a scoop. Yeah, and actually YouTube works very well. So, so that's actually how I figured out. Oh, how to you know what? The, YouTube um, the yeah. transmission. So,
3: how many miles does the truck have on it?
4: 160.
3: Uh, so, so I we have a. We have two. We have an F350 and an F450. The 350, the 450 replaced the 350, but we kept the uh-huh. 350. It has 327,000 miles on it, so I'm pretty impressed okay. with that. well you're doing well,
4: <laughs> doing great. Yeah, yeah. We had an F350. We I sold it 245,000 miles, and then bought the Dodge 6 Dodge, and so it was the first problem we've had with the Dodge. So, and I. Went online, looked up the code that I got on my programmer and fixed the thing for, you know, that was the the $600 included the transmission service and everything. Yeah. So the new fluid, everything. So, well, I took my just better than it did when it was new. So
2: I took my Mazda three that had 80,000 miles on it, ran it off the road and have never seen it again. Well that's great. <laughs> that works well. <laughs> I did that at Rolex so, too. <laughs> well actually actually I did it at Rolex Oh the funny
0: that's, a,
3: that's a good video. I like that video.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> no, okay. So, so I highly suggest the video. Um the funny thing about this, so this so finding a middle ground, fixing things and opening a wallet. I was looking at upgrading my vehicle. The trade in value of my vehicle was gonna be seven grand. Three weeks after I sort of did the research and got it appraised, this happened. Oh no. It's very sad. <laughs> it was a total write off, and I ended up getting not seven, I got ten five. Really? So well, my nice. my my way of fixing things, what I've learned from this process is the best way to fix something is to destroy it <laughs> and you will be rewarded.
0: Make sure it has insurance Apparently. first Yeah, Hence the towel incident <laughs> yep. Alright let's wait, take wait. <laughs> We gotta take a quick break for a commercial We'll be right back
1: Hello folks, Uncle Jimmy here And welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products Where funny names mean serious products Featuring Uncle Jimmy's Squeezy Buns The squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love The award winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls Uncle Jimmy's Sugar Free Ball. The Incredible Licky Thing, also in Sugar-Free, The Amazing Uncle Jimmy's pecker wrecker and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hanging Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious, flavored, filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, It will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it, and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed.
0: Well, we're back with our roundtable here today on the Horse Husbands episode of Horses in the Morning. Timothy and I are here. And we have Brian Rutledge with us and Rich Muller with us as well, having a little roundtable discussion. And it looks like we have a whole bunch of inventors, uh on the roundtable today. We'll we'll mix that up as the months go along. It just happened to be what we ended up with today. So, Timothy, one la- time for one last uh, conversation. What are we going to talk about?
2: Yeah. Uh, in light of sort of the, the recent Olympic announcement. Um, a question that I'd like to ask Brian uh, and also Rich is about what happens as your wives, daughters become progressively more um, expert and more proficient and more committed and turn pro. Like What, ha- what are sort of the... The, the, the some fundamental, I guess, chain, uh, differences that you experience as your significant other makes that transition from a hobby to something that's more than just a hobby.
3: Who are you asking first?
2: I think yeah. you, Br- Brian. You raised your voice.
3: <laughs> well, things that have changed for me. So when I first met my wife, I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, you know, things have changed for me is, you know, she used to, she used to go down, down South for like six weeks and be down there for six weeks with a couple horses. And now she goes down there for three and a half months with like 12 horses, you know? So she leaves, leaves me. <laughs> um, and you know, she has, she has more, I mean, tons and tons of fans. I mean, you know, I run her Facebook page and everything, but she's got tons of fans that are constantly sending her, you know, messages and trying to get lessons with her and trying to get um, uh, clinics and stuff. So, you know, that's changed a lot since we first were together when we were first married. Um, she is more intense, I guess you could say, when it mm. comes to riding. I mean, before it was, you know, I, eh, my horse is. Was her answer to me whenever I ask her how things go, she goes, Nobody what she say? Nobody nobody died, everybody lived. That's her answer for inventing. So I was like, Okay. But now it's more like, well, he got this place, he got this place and he improved. And plus she goes overseas a lot. I mean, I think since we've been together the last five years, she's been over I mean, she's gone overseas probably six or seven times. So pretty, pretty different, um, than when we first met. So anybody else?
4: (laughs) Yeah. Have have you seen any any
3: difference?
4: Yeah. Um, well, I haven't seen much difference. Um, since we first, well, you know, when we first got married, it was, it was pretty relaxed and whatnot. And, but then, yeah, it did change. Um, Mogi started competing at the upper levels and then we were out, out in California. Um, and uh, so she, you know, came to the West East coast um, five years in a row. And that's when we finally decided that was the time to move out to the East coast. Um, unfortunately at the time, I, they, they do have a two star and three star level and four star or three star level out on the West coast. Now, but they didn't have that opportunity at the time. And um, so she was, you know, shipping her horses out. Um, she flew them out a couple times, and I drove the trailer out and brought them back. You know, so That's a long so done, trip, uh,
0: 3,000 miles.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the trip out, well, basically there's no rest. And um, uh, you, you, horsehotels.com uh, works pretty well.
2: for finding places to stay.
0: Yeah, There is such a thing, Exactly. There is.
2: Is it safe?
4: Is it safe? Um, You kind of have to bet the places first and figure out where you're going.
2: Is it like Um, (laughs) farmersonly.com?
4: No, no. It's not that bad. Um, There are some good places. Um, There are some sketchy places. And then there were some excellent places. So there was one place in Flagstaff, Arizona, where I really liked, because I got in there early. And I was actually able to take a shower, clean up, and go. And they gave you a free uh, 10% off at their steakhouse. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was a good night. (laughs) That was a good night. uh, Usually it's four hours of sleep at wherever you stop. And a lot of the places are people's personal farms and whatnot, and so it's not so bad. So you can kind of vet the whole thing beforehand and call them and say what, what's your situation, what do you offer, and stuff. But um, but I'm done with that. So we're out here on the East Coast now permanently. So um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And if you're so, looking for it, it so. is
0: horsemotel.com is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. I just yeah, okay. didn't want people looking for the wrong thing. This is uh, awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
2: Timothy's on there uh, right yeah, now. Go I am. I'm. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. I'm looking. I'm looking for my next vacation because I know that the next vacation yeah. is going. We we have to have a horse in tow. We, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, we, us us horsemen don't have. That, sh- yeah, we used that
4: when we used to go up to um to Calistel up to uh, Rebecca Farms from California. Um, there's some good places on the west coast and everything. You can find some local little places in Oregon. So you can break up the trip and everything, not have to haul the horses like straight through. So, so that was pretty nice.
0: So, I got a question for you guys, but, um, and we're dealing with this right now, and it kind of, kind of related, is when you—I don't know if you get to go on vacations at all, but when you, if you do get to go on a vacation, do you do you put your foot down and say no horses? This is a non-horse vacation, and does that ever work? Uh, Rich,
4: I. The, well, no, we don't go on vacations very often, um, and the one we put our foot down on was our honeymoon, which we did in Hawaii, on the Kona Coast of Hawaii, and actually drove up to Parker Ranch and looked at horses. <laughs> bad.
0: So you have so. to. It's required, I think.
4: Yeah, well, we actually and then we said we could write it off as a uh, uh, expense.
0: So. How about Brian? Uh, what are you
4: vacation? What is that?
0: Okay, there you go. That's what I thought. Timothy. Okay, well, I mean, Ooh, re- oh, realistically,
3: if you think about it, I've gone to England a few times. Um, you know, before the seriousness started, like um, we did, used to go on vacation. We go to the beach and stuff every once in a while. But I don't recall in the last. I don't know, six years, going on any vacation other than going to England, which, I mean, I consider that pretty cool, you know?
0: Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, I mean, it involves her yeah. job, but it's pretty cool. I mean, but, you're there.
3: Uh, a couple years back, I, um, you know, they canceled Badminton. Colleen was already over there, and they canceled Badminton because it rained so bad, and she was supposed to be doing Badminton. We already had tickets to go over there, non-refundable tickets, so we went over there, and we actually got to do the touristy thing and go through London and all that stuff, which you know, it, it was bad that admin got canceled, but it ended up being really neat for us because we wouldn't have been able to do the London thing and all that if
2: we had just gone over for her event.
0: So. Timothy, do so. You, you have this problem?
2: Yeah, you, you don't have vacations any longer. You have the showcations, yeah. uh, which is a term that I've, I've <laughs> learned um, and, and learned very term, well. <laughs> Looking... And and you get to see the world, you get to experience a lot of interesting places and meet a lot of people and you get to see friends and stuff like that. I can get Alisa away from horses for about maybe five days, five days max. That. It could be nice for her to get away from horses for a little while, but then she gets the itch. It really is a passion for her. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to be away for, for too long. from Her horses is are one thing, but from horses in general is another. So we, we look for ways to incorporate horses as part of vacations. Okay, so the answer is no. But as I think about vacations that I want to take, I know that as I'm fantasizing, part of my fantasy has to include something involving horses, because it's only with that that a, a va- vacation can move from fantasy into reality. Hopefully we can have a vacation. I'm hoping to do that. But, you know, it might it might. uh, uh We'll see. We'll see. Hope is, hope is a good thing, Timothy. Yeah, you can thing. live with that, Timothy. The hope. Yeah. Always but I, hope. I, I, I'm. I'm but, but but I'm told that hope know- is not a strategy, so <laughs> so maybe I don't have a strategy. I just have hope, and that's fine. Hope is good. But no, the the show-cations have been really extraordinary, particularly since the showcations give you an opportunity to meet up with people like uh, like you, Brian, like you, Glenn, Rich. I'm looking forward to meeting you at at a future show. Um, it's it's the people that really make the showcation uh, worthwhile. The horses and your wife are fine too, I guess.
0: See, we're getting older now, and so this year we decided to go to Colorado. Last year we went to Arizona and California and did the tour. And, you know, this this year I said, you know, we talk horses all day, every day. We work 100 hours a week each. That's all we do is live and eat and drink horses, let's just do a non-horse trip. And she looked like me, at me like I had two heads because we're going to Colorado and she had to ride in the Rockies. So now the trip includes riding in the Rockies. And also because we're out there and the Colorado Horse Park has their big three-day event while we're out there, we have to go to cross-country. And then a couple of our hosts are out there, so we have to visit with them. So I'm seeing a completely horsey trip uh, that this has turned into. Good. Yeah.
2: Funny so, how that happens. Yeah,
0: funny how Car- that. Even you know, Colorado
4: Horse Park is a beautiful place, though. Is it good? Okay, is good.
0: The, Do they have good food? Because that's very, what I, I care about. It shows. Uh, yeah. I did yeah, get a, a vacation nice on my been own.
4: Been there many times.
0: <laughs> cool. So. Well, I think I got a vacation go, on my own. <laughs> what's that? Oh, yeah, you just go by yourself.
3: Well, yeah, I, I went out. Actually, went elk hunting out in Oregon. Well, there but you go. Guess what? It was on horse. It was on horseback. That's on horseback.
0: So. <laughs> 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 that's funny. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Brian, what's the website?
3: Uh, com, and she's also ColleenRutledge on Facebook.
0: And Rich, do you have one?
4: Yes, foxhillventing.com.
0: FoxhillEventing.com, and we appreciate you guys joining us. Thank you so much.
4: Okay. Thank you. Thanks very for having
0: much. us. All right, take care, guys. Okay. Well, before we wrap up here today, Timothy, what's this what's this about you going to be in sidelines magazine?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to figure my way through the horse world. But sidelines magazine, to my understanding, is kind of like the is it is a lifestyle magazine. Someone told me it's like the people magazine for the horse world, something like that. I would say a little more credibility than that.
0: It's 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 more like a lifestyle magazine. Why were they asking about who who you were having an affair with?
2: I don't think so. Well that would be what, people see. magazine version. <laughs> uh
0: but I've Wasn't I've done I done supposed a, to mention a, uh, the affair, Timothy? Damn. Sorry I got that wrong. Whoops. <laughs> we can cut that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> So what are you what are they
2: what are they what are they talking to you about? well I'll have a an interview with susan Friedland Smith uh she also has a, a great blog that she yeah, she runs right. and has been doing for a long time so we've we've gotten to know each other a little bit as a result of the horse hubby thing she's a fantastic horse hubby herself and has been a really strong advocate of the project so she reached out and has done an interview and that should be in the August edition of uh, of sidelines magazine so I'm really excited I don't like to to be in the spot okay this is the. So I'm on a podcast, right? With Glenn the Geek. <laughs> and I'm talking about how I don't like to be in the spotlight. Yeah. I, so I don't particularly like... And, and, I, and I'm a marketer for a living. Yeah, but okay. I don't like to be so, on
0: camera either. Mike's okay.
2: Right. Yeah. So th- this this latest documentary about you as a podcaster has got to be like just torture.
0: It was, actually. I don't like being on camera.
2: <laughs> right. Isn't it funny? No, like, I'm I'm fine writing. I'm fine talking. I would rather not be in front of the camera. Anyway... um uh but, but i put my wife in front of the camera all the time so that's sort of i torture her but i can't be tortured myself but the uh, uh sidelines magazine is really excited and it's an opportunity for me to talk a little bit about um dot where it's come and where i think it's going to go in the future it's an emergent thing um and i'm really glad to sort of share a little bit about my story also a little bit about my story with alisa uh and and our plans uh together in my perspective on her upcoming career. So, definitely look out for that story on... Um, what month is it going to be? A, that'll, that'll be in the August edition of oh, Sightlines Magazine. Very cool. Yeah.
0: Well, congratulations. That'll be fun. Did they take like a thousand pictures?
2: Uh, I get so, so, my medium is writing. So, Susan was like, well, should we have a conversation? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, just send me the questions and I'll write some stuff. So, Uh, you'll, you'll read some writing at at, at times. I said, I think she probably toned down my like philosopher sort of (laughs) style from time to time, but uh, I, I think you'll, you'll be able to, you'll hear a little bit of that, of the philosopher in me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, sharing too much. Maybe the the story will share too much. Maybe I've shared some things about my life and experience with Elisa that maybe I shouldn't have. I might not be married. I'm sure after the she's story very proud of the dog poop story. <laughs> I'm sure that she's. <laughs> oh my goodness! It's, it's you, you, What living with a horsewoman and being married to a horsewoman does is it teaches you humility, right? Yes. Like yeah, <laughs> we, we're ridiculous, and it. <laughs> you have to either learn how to laugh at yourself, or get out. And if you can laugh at yourself, it just enriches your life and life experience that much more. So really learn to laugh at myself and, you know, publicly talking about my dog crap ex- escapades uh, is a part of that.
0: Well, if you want to read that story and many others, go to horsehubby.com. And on Facebook, it's horsehubby as well, right?
2: Horsehubby, Facebook, horsehubby, Twitter, horsehubby, Instagram, horsehubby, everything. Okay. Um, so follow, follow horsehubby. It's the only place to be if you're a horse
0: hubby. I mean, that's uh, it's it's the place to be, for sure. Well, that and here. That and, and here. here. Right, and here. And tell everybody about us, too. We want everybody to be listening. We are here the fourth Thursday of every month, and Timothy's back. We're going to get back into the routine here of doing this. We're going to try and do more roundtables. We'll get and I to- like this
2: format. This format is really good. Yeah, it allows like us just to have conversation.
0: a conversation. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. And we'll get different pe- we'll get different people each month, uh, and we'll try and mix it up too. Get maybe get somebody a little Western, a little English, you know, something other than eventing. We will do that too. Uh, and you can also follow us, of course, on horsesinthemorning.com. Brand new website over at horseradionetwork.com, and we're going to be we're going to be doing all the websites are getting a redo right now and we're making them mobile friendly. And I think you're going to like the new website over at horseradionetwork.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Horseradio. and we have a total of ten shows here in the Horse Radio Network. I'm sure you can find something you'll like. So head on over to one of those. Where can people follow your videos, Timothy?
2: Oh, the videos definitely go to YouTube.com slash Wallace uh, We produce, uh, my wife and I, Elisa Wallace, we produce weekly video blogs where we share a little bit of our lives, a little bit of what Elisa's thinking, some of her training techniques, um, all kinds of stuff. Really high production values, really entertaining, uh, kind of embarrassing at times, and really fun. So definitely check those out and subscribe to us on YouTube.
0: And best of luck to her in training camp when she's up there getting uh, in training camp for the Olympics. That'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, even if she doesn't get to go, she's going to learn a ton in training. So that'll be fun for her, too. And it'll give her some experience getting ready for a big event because then
2: she can go next time. Yep. And in the meantime, just continue to learn uh, and uh, and be a strong support for the uh, the American athletes who will go to the Olympics. Um, they're the right to, right decisions, right choices. And uh, I think we'll represent our country incredibly well.
0: That's it, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. We'll be Jamie. will be back, and we'll be doing uh, really bad ads. So get your ads into Jennifer at Just get on Craigslist and find. Go to the home and far or the farm and uh, farm and what is it? Farm and garden section, and you'll find all kinds of crappy ads for horses for sale, or tractors for sale, or trailers for sale. Especially where Timothy lives, Georgia has some of the best crappy ads uh I, i'm not saying bad things about your state but they don't know how to write so we have a little fun with them on fridays send yours in to jennifer at horse this month the prize is a box of crap out of my closet now my crap is better than timothy's crap if you i would hope so (laughs) timothy's crap apparently really is crap mine actually is stuff that i've been given and it's piled up and i need to get rid of it and it's actually a pretty good pile of stuff this month so get your ads in thanks everybody see you timothy thanks Glenn. see you next month